Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 24th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace and Our Faith. Everything that God does for us, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned. It is unmerited. It is undeserved. It is the free favor of God. We're not working for anything. We're not striving to perform. We've been, we've been delivered from performance-based religion. Put that in the chat. Say, I have been delivered from performance-based religion. When you are delivered from performance-based religion, now you're not taking on the pressure to perform. You are now free to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. And you're now free to dream God-sized dreams. When God gives you a dream, you're free to believe it on that level because before your level of expectation, oh, this is good. And I'm not even getting started yet. Your level of expectation to, from God was based on your perceived level of performance towards God. So when you were religious, and, and I used to be religious, you probably were too, your level of expectation from God was tied to your perceived level of performance towards God. But now that you've been delivered from performance-based religion, come on now, now you're open and you're ready for everything God wants. And so whatever God wants is what you want. Whatever God says is what you believe. And His and, and then it puts you in a position to believe God-sized dreams, to believe what God believes about you. And now, since he's provided the grace, now you can provide the faith. So this is God's grace and our faith, part 69. It's already done, part seven. The title of today's message is Keep Jesus Relevant. We're going to talk about how when you don't believe God-sized dreams, when you live your life on your own performance, when you're doing things on your own, Jesus is irrelevant in your life. Put this in the chat. I keep Jesus relevant. We're going to keep Jesus relevant on a daily basis. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so we're going to get into this word, keeping Jesus relevant in our lives on the daily. Oh, this is going to be good. All right, so listen, our foundational scriptures for this series are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. People say, Rick, why do you read these every day? No, 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 it's the word of God. I mean, you got to get it through your eye gates and down in your heart, through your ear gates and down in your heart. We keep Jesus relevant. Let's talk about it. The word became flesh, the Bible says, and he, the word, Jesus, dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father full of grace and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in yesterday's message, I shared that you have a responsibility to pray, to believe God. It's not like God, God is sovereign. That means you don't do anything. No, 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 no. You have a responsibility to pray, to believe God, to act in faith, and then to launch out, to do what you believe that God is leading you to do. And that keeps Jesus relevant in your life. Jesus, you should need Jesus on a daily basis. If you're not pursuing things that you can't do without God, then Jesus is irrelevant to you. But you and I, that's not us. We're going to keep Jesus relevant on a daily basis. All right. So what does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these four things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Get ready. You ready? I know that I'm ready. All right, here we go. Number one. God has a picture of the future he wants for you. Here's some basic things I've talked to you many times because I'm teaching you that it's already done. So God has a picture in his mind 
of the future that he destined for you to have, of the future that he wants for you. So I've told you this many times, it's worth repeating. God already made plans for you from the foundations of the world. You are not a mistake. You were born for such a time as this. You were born when you were born and where you were born because of why you were born. You were born with a predetermined and preset purpose. Along with the purpose, God gave you the grace for the purpose. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 and 9, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, not performance-based religion, but according to his own purpose and grace. He gave us the purpose and the grace for the purpose. Put that in the chat. God gave me a purpose and the grace for the purpose. God gave us purpose and grace. The Bible says he gave it to us in whom? In Christ Jesus. When? Before the beginning of time. So that's 2 Timothy 1 and 9. So, so God did all of this. It's like God saw your entire life play out before him, all the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world. Then he rewound the tape and he pressed play when you were born. And so now when God looks at you, he's looking for what he planned. When God looks at you now, God is looking for what he saw. And so when you are walking out what God planned, when you are walking out what God saw, it keeps God relevant in your life. But when you're living something else and you're doing something else and you're outside of the will of God, then Jesus is irrelevant to you. God gave you a purpose and the grace for the purpose before the world began. Ecclesiastes chapter three, uh, verse Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 15 from the Amplified. The Bible says that which is has already been and that which will be has already been. For God seeks what has passed by so that history can repeat itself. All right, let me take, I'm taking my time with this because remember some of these concepts that I'm teaching you, uh, these are concepts that in Bible college, it takes a long time for people to get. So I'm, I'm teaching it to you. And so, and a lot of you don't have the same, you know, there's varying levels of foundations. So the reason why I take my time in, the, in these things is because I'm teaching you concepts that are that are theological concepts, but I'm teaching it to you in a way that anyone can understand. My cousin says, I break it down Barney style. And so here we have the Bibles, the King Solomon teaching us through the Holy Spirit that that which is, look around, everything you can see, the text just said has already been. And that which will be. So first of all, if you can, it's hard enough to wrap your, your mind around the fact that everything that you see right now had already been. And then the text says, that which will be, like everything in your future has already been. And God now, what he's doing when he looks at you, he seeks that, the text says, which has passed by so that history, or I like to say his story, can repeat itself in our life. And so when you think about it from this perspective, God is in eternity and we're in time. And we're living, you and I, we live our lives out within the continuum of time. And this is time. And God is outside of time. God is in eternity, but we're in time. And so when God looks at you, I've told you this before, God is such a big God and his plans for you are so big that when he looks at you, he actually sees you your whole life. 
Your children, their whole lives. Your children's children, their whole lives. So when God is working something in you, he's actually working out all the things that he planned for you, your kids, and your and the kids of your kids. And so he's, he's looking for the blessing to pass on to the second and third generation. He's looking for the impact that, that he not only wants you to make in this world, but also your children and your children's children. And God is such a big God that since he's outside of time, he sees all of that when he looks at you. That's why we, a lot of times, we get so fixated in the moment and we think that something is huge in the moment. And God is like, why are you freaking out? I mean, like, I mean, that's nothing. Like looking back, that's going to be a blip. So God made plans for you and the plans that he made, these plans have already played themselves out in God's mind. And so what he's doing now, when he looks at your life today, the text says he's looking for what he planned. And so he's looking for what he saw. He's looking to see what he saw so that history or his story can repeat itself in your life on the earth. You got it? I'm taking my time with this. All right. Number two, when God looks at you today, he's looking for what he planned. So I like to use this as an example. Do you remember when, when God said to Adam, Adam, where are you or where art thou? You know, where are you, Adam? It wasn't like God didn't know where he was. It's just that when God was looking at Adam in Genesis chapter three, he's not seeing what he saw in Genesis chapter two. He's not seeing what he saw in his heart. So what, what he was basically saying was, hey, son, when I look at you, I want to see what I saw. When I look at you, I want to see what I planned. And that's what I used to see. You know, I used to look down and say, oh, that's my son. That's my daughter. They're walking in kingdom, dominion, power, and authority. Ooh, that's good. That's my son. That's my daughter. They are extending heaven to the earth. Ooh, that's good. That's my son. That's my daughter. They are naked and they're not ashamed because they are so me conscious, meaning God conscious, that it doesn't even resonate with them that they are naked because they're walking in the spirit and they're not walking in the flesh. But they know that if they ever eat of this other tree, then they're going to get knowledge. They're going to get carnal knowledge. They're going to get human knowledge. They will have the knowledge of good and evil. And then they would have to be resigned to living without me. I would have to pull my spirit outside of them. But I'm looking and I'm saying, God, oh yes, son, I like it. But in Genesis chapter three, he now looks and says, Adam, where are you? My God, what is wrong with you? What have you done? Now I'm looking at you and you are naked and you are afraid and you're covering yourself up and you're running away from me and you are cowering. Why? Because now my spirit is no, I told you the day you eat thereof, you're going to die. I didn't mean you were going to die physically, but you were going to die spiritually. I pull my spirit out. And so now I'm looking at you and you're living without me. I'm looking at you and you're living resigned to living like your life as a mere human. Now, son, you're going to have to earn everything by the sweat of your brow. Now, son, you're going to have to live as a mere man. Now, son, you're going to have to do things. Come on, man. Why'd you do that? Where are you? Like, that's not what I planned. My God, where are you? But but see, here's the good news. Uh, uh, Jesus came to get us out of everything God, Adam got us into. And so now when you're born again, you go back to Genesis chapter two. When you're born again, now I don't have to earn everything by the sweat of my brow because the favor of God goes before me like a shield and God can bless me and favor the work of my hands. Now, when I'm born again, now I don't, I no longer have to be cowering in life. No, 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 no. I'm like Genesis chapter two and 25, the man and his wife, they were naked and not ashamed. Now I'm clothed with the glory of God because the Holy Spirit was restored. Come on now. So now God is requiring me. God requires you and I to live in a continual state 
because because of Adam, sin and death were introduced into the world. Because of Jesus, now I'm born again. But now that I'm born again, I live in a continual state of dying to sin, dying to self, dying to selfish desires. And so now I'm dying to sin, I'm dying to self, I'm dying to selfish desires. Why? Because God wants to be relevant in my life. And so God is requiring me to have a continual state of dying to selfishness so that I can become the man that he called me to be, the woman he called you to be, so that we can walk out the plans that he destined for us from the foundations of the world. And watch this, when, when God requires what God is looking for in me, now is a is a state of dedication, uh, 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 a continual state of faith where I'm believing that everything that God planned is what's going to happen in my life. And so God requires me, walking with God requires a, a, a dedication to the plans that God made, a dedication to dying to self and sin and selfishness. It also requires, watch this, faith, grit, determination, and perseverance. It requires a tireless a dedication to the plans that God made. And, and every time you realize that you're doing something that, that is not what God wants, and God says, hey, Rick, where are you, son? My bad, God. I have to repent. I have to repent. I have to change what I'm doing. I have to repent. I have to receive forgiveness. I have to forgive myself. And I got to keep stepping. And so, so now, watch this. If you're still alive, look at me, look at me. If you're still alive, that means that God is not through with you. That, that, that Listen, you may have messed up more times than you want to remember, but be quick to repent. Receive forgiveness from God. Forgive yourself and keep stepping. Why? Because God is not through with you. The fact that there's air still flowing through your lungs. The fact that there's blood still flowing through your veins means that God is not through with you. But we have to live in this continual state of seeking the will of God so that I can become and you can become the men, the women that God has called us to be so that God can be relevant in our daily lives. Say amen to that. My God, that was good. All right, number three, living by faith effectively requires the ability to receive revelation from the Holy Spirit because you need to know what God planned. So if it's true that God already, God already made plans for us from the foundations of the world, and yes, it's true. If it's true that God already mapped out our life and it's already done, yes, it's true. Then then watch this. Then it's also true that, that my life and my faith has to be based on the revelation of what God has already established for me from the foundations of the world. So it can't be that, you know, faith is not about you coming up with something and laying out a laundry list before God, like God is Santa Claus. God, give me, give me, give me. No, that's not faith. Faith is about discovering. What, put this in the chat. Faith is about discovering and aligning with what God already planned. Faith is about discovering and aligning with what God already planned. And so now I have to be open to the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. I have to be quick to die to self. I have to yield. I have to abstain from sin and self and selfish desires. And I'm open. I have to have spiritual perception from the Holy Spirit so that I can know. Watch this. If you can't see it, if you can't hear from the Holy Spirit, a lot of times you don't even know what to ask for. If you can't see it, you don't know what to pursue. And so, so now, watch this. I'm, I'm walking with God and God is walking with me and I'm continually developing into the man, the woman that God has called me to be from the foundations of the world. And I, I know what to pray for because God is speaking to me. I know what to ask for because God is speaking to me. I know what to pursue because God is speaking to me. And so now what I'm not going to do is spend all my time, energy, and effort asking for things that are not mine. Frustration sets in when you make a demand on God for something that's not yours. The reason why some people get frustrated and they say, oh man, I tried that faith thing and the faith thing didn't work. No, faith tried you and you didn't work. The reason why you didn't work is because you were asking for the wrong thing. 
And so, no, faith works when you ask in accordance with God's will. This is 1 John 5, uh, 14 and 15. So, so this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask for anything in accordance with his will, God hears us. Not only does he hear us, we know we already have it and it's already done, but it has to be in accordance with his will. So now I have to ask, watch this. Let me say it another way. I told you this before. Come on now. You got to pray to God. The prayers he's already prayed over you. <laughs> Glory to God. So now I'm praying to God prayers that he already, remember, it's already been mapped out. All Everything that, that will be has already been. So now what I'm doing is I'm praying to God the prayers that he's already prayed over me. I'm decreeing what God has already declared. And so now God has provided the grace and now I'm providing the faith and, and this is how it works. And so now I'm tapping into the will of God. And our faith is about submission, surrender, and alignment. And so now I'm aligning with God's will. I'm decreeing what he's already de declared over my life. I'm praying what he's already prayed over my life. I'm I'm coming in alignment. I'm coming in agreement. I believe and I receive. Come on now. I, I, and powerful things happen when I make a human alignment with my divine assignment. Why? Because it's already done. And when I'm living this way, it makes Jesus relevant. You got it? All right, number four. And, and I'm going to just talk about this relevancy and then we're done. Uh, when you walk and live by faith, you continually seek God's will over your own and that keeps Jesus relevant. So let me explain. So faith peers into eternity from time. When you go in your prayer closet, you're in time. God is in eternity. When, when you're in your prayer closet and you're praying, you can peer, the Holy Spirit will allow you to see into eternity from time. And then when you come back, whew, you come out of that. Now you make decisions based on what you saw. Let me say it again. Faith allows you to peer into heaven from the earth. And God shows you things that are future to you, but past to uh, future to you, but past to Him, because for Him is already done, and for you is only a matter of time. And so then, when you come back to the earth from from heaven, you saw it. Now you have to say or make decisions based on what you saw, and that's the life of faith. And when you live that way, it keeps Jesus relevant because what you're doing now is you're just living based on this revelation of who you are. You're living based on the revelation of who he is. You're living based on the revelations of the plans that he gave you from the foundations of the world. And so now faith is not about you coming up with something and pursuing whatever you want, or faith is not about you commanding God, or faith is not about, no, 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 no. No, faith is about you aligning with what God has assigned you to do. And so let me say it this way. If you come up with something and you start pursuing things and you're doing things on your own and you're trying to make it happen, please don't call that faith. God has no part in the things he has no part of. Let me, so if God didn't already plan it, God didn't decree it, God didn't declare it, God didn't destined for you to have it, but you're pursuing it, don't call that faith because that's you, that's the flesh. And so, so you're being carnally minded. You're not being natural because you're actually, once you're born again, you're naturally supernatural. You're not being natural because you will be naturally supernatural. You're actually being carnal. And so, so you're being carnal. You're, you're pursuing the things of the flesh, not the things of the spirit. So when you are, and, and believe me, you could be born again. I know people that are born again and, and selfish. I know people that are born again and they do whatever they want. And so, so if you are born again and you choose to live your life as the captain of your own ship, right? You can be born again and ignore the Holy Spirit. You know that. So if you are born again, and you choose to live your life as the captain of your own ship, charting your own course, pursuing your own plans, then God is not part of the picture. 
And unfortunately, there are many Christians that live that way. And for them, Jesus is irrelevant because he's not part of it. So if you came up with the idea without God, and then you pursue it in your own power, and then you work hard by the sweat of your brow to make it happen, then all you're doing is living your life just like the world. You're living a completely human life, and Jesus is irrelevant to you. He's not part of that at all. And one of the reasons why God wants you to acknowledge him in all things, one of the reasons why God wants you to submit to the Holy Spirit in all things, one of the reasons why God wants you to have spiritual discernment and instinct, right, and the revelation of God's plans is because he wants to be relevant in your life. Let me say it this way. Man, when people read your life story, God wants to be the star on every page. You were created to bring him glory. I, I just got back from a conference in, a, in a Georgia last week. While at the conference, I ministered to several people. While at the conference, we were in a breakfast meeting, like an executive bre breakfast meeting. Before the person that was running the meeting said, hey, Rick, um, if you don't mind, uh, could you pray over the, the breakfast, but then pray over us? Of course. <laughs> Why do they come to me? Because Jesus is relevant in my life. Why do they come to me when, when people want ministry? Why? Because Jesus is relevant in my life. I have made him relevant. I'm pursuing things that I can't do without him. I'm pursuing things that he's leading me to do that forces me to rely on him. God calls us to do things, to fund projects we don't have the money for. God calls us to walk into rooms that we feel terrified to walk into in the flesh. God calls us to operate on levels that we can never operate on with our own education and experience. God, God, pushes us into areas that force us to have to rely on him. And when we're relying on him, he not, then becomes relevant. And then everybody will know that you are a God man. Everybody will know that you are a God woman. And so they will come to you. Why? Because if, well, let me say it this way. If you don't live this way and you live your life on your own terms, then when people read the biography of your life, God will, be, it will be hard to find God. But you, it's not going to be very hard to find God in, in the story of my life. You're going to find God on every page. If you can do life, let me say it this way. If you can do life without God, if you can right now, think about, look at your calendar, which you have this week and next week. Look at the next two weeks. If you can do stuff, if you could do the next two weeks of your life and you don't need God, then you don't need God. You've made Jesus irrelevant. But if you got stuff on your calendar, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> when I jump on that Zoom call or when I go into that, oh Lord, have mercy. Oh, you know, this is coming up. God, I, I don't have them. Oh my God. And you know, Lord, I'm going to need now. God is relevant. If you can do, if you can do life without God, then, then God is irrelevant to you. But God's plans are bigger than your plans. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, Monique. I need God too. God, God pushes you into areas where you need God. You got to be in, involved in stuff that you can't do it without him. And, and so God's plans require God's involvement. And so God is going to push you into things that have great exploits in this world. Why? Because you can't do it without him. And so when you do, when you live like, like, like that, then yes, God is relevant in your life. And, and so everything I said just, it sounds great and everything, but let me close with this point. This doesn't mean that opposition will come, won't come. It doesn't mean that when you're walking with, with God and you need God and God is relevant and all of that, that doesn't mean that you're not going to face challenges and obstacles and opposition. The devil is going to raise his ugly head. But when God is on you and in you and with you and for you, the only way you can lose is if you quit. Put this in the chat as we close. There's no quit in me. The only way you can lose is if you quit, but we have already decided, the Grace Life family, that there's no quit in us. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, this was good. 
I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your unearned and empowering grace and my requirement to live by faith. To live by faith effectively, you have given me the ability to see in the spirit. You made plans for me before the world began and your spirit is revealing those plans to me. You gave me your spirit so I can know. So your spirit speaks to me daily. I'm able to peer into heaven from the earth so I can experience heaven on earth. You lead me to do things that I cannot do without you. As a result, you are relevant in everything I do. Without you, I am nothing. But with you, I can do all things. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want my notes. You get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on that. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I need you to do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Walk in the blessing. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.